Up next on Inside the SECA, Racing to Social Media Success. Welcome to Inside the SECA. I'm Brian Bolanski, and uh, this is my 2024 SECA National Convention keynote. We're going to talk some about uh, social media and how our regions can uh, take advantage of social media if there's things and strategies that they aren't doing. We're going to share some with you uh, during that. We're going to let me stall for just a second with some really good news so people can get on if they're a little bit late to the game here. And uh, I just wanted to share with everybody, got a little email on Monday morning and opened it up in the wee hours before heading to work. And uh, it said said that uh, our podcast, our happy little Inside the SCCA podcast, has been named the uh, best podcast of 2023 by the National Motorsports Press Association. What's really cool about that is that the podcast comes uh, went up against a bunch of podcasts about NASCAR and IndyCar and Formula One, and it's uh, it was a very nice compliment for both the SECA and of course myself that uh, they were part of that uh, part of that uh, that they looked at us and and liked what we did and and that is where we are at at the moment. So uh, we are here. We are going to talk motorsports. We're going to have a good time doing it. We're going to talk about social media. And uh, my guests tonight, and I think I may have just lost one of my guests. Let me look at the system here. And uh, it does appear... Oh, no, Haley's back. Very good. And um, But I, I may have to press a button here to make this work. And I'm not quite sure why... Hold on a second. Haley, you are paused. So or you are muted, I should say. So if you wanted to unmute yourself. And there we go. Welcome, Haley. Good evening. And I'm not seeing you on my Thanks, screen. Thanks, Happy to be here. It's ha- happy to have you here. Thank you so much. Uh, Haley is from the Lone Star region of the SECA. And uh, we brought her on this uh, little podcast because you did a bang-up job at the Super Tour last year doing social media. And I was just so impressed with uh, everything you were putting out uh, during social media uh, for that event. And, um, and that was uh, just very unusual for us. A lot of times we don't see any social media at our events. And uh, you were awesome at the uh, Super Tour last year. So I asked you to come on board since you have some, some social media chops. And then, uh, and then Sam Benson-Smith is here with me. And uh, Sam, welcome to the show. Hello, everybody. Pleasure to be here. And uh, go Penguins. (laughs) Sam's getting ready to leave on a plane this afternoon to go uh, right after we're done to go back east to to Pittsburgh to watch some hockey this weekend. All right. So the reason Sam is here, Sam and I work together and uh, we don't really want to see each other in the after hours. You know, we spend a lot of time with each other during the week. Uh, But I asked Sam to come on because he is the director of digital. That is the correct title, right? Director of digital content. I tell people digital managing editor because that that sounds better in journalism. Sure. And sure. Uh, and uh, and then assistant brand manager. Assistant oh, brand manager. There. Well, and that's what all of this social media is basically managing a brand, right? Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And and Sam Benson's yeah, best place to do it, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. Sam Benson Smith. The Benson. There's a story behind that, right? Because you know you you've got so many Grammys. Um, that, that, that's the reason for the Benson, right? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. So, uh, when I, when I first started broadcasting, uh, I guess about 10 years ago when I was in college at Emerson college, number one, uh, broadcasting radio broadcasting school in the nation. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> I, I had a moment of panic when I was a news anchor as a freshman, a couple months in, and I always went by Sam Smith my entire life, certain Grammy award-winning artists. <laughs> became very popular at the time so i panicked and started going by my middle name um and i joke that instead of sounding like a grammy award-winning artist i sound like a law firm sam comma benson comma smith so (laughs) anyway so so that's where the benson is there wanted to get that out of the way all right so 
Let's put some context into this. And I actually see that we have a bunch of people in the chat and, and want to say hi to all of them. Greg Ginsburg, Taylor Hyatt, uh, Matthias Bonnier, and Brad Davis, a bunch of folks here uh, that are, uh, are, are some new to the show, some, some folks who've been around watching us for a while. And uh, if you have questions, by the way, um, I know there's a way to put questions into the Whova chat, uh, but we are not monitoring the Whova chat tonight. So put them in the YouTube chat, and uh, that is how you will get on the show if you have a question having to do with social media. We'll try to get as many of those on as we go. All right, so the context that we're starting with is that, and Haley, correct me if I'm wrong, you've been around this game for a bit, um, a lot of our regions don't do a ton of social media, right? Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's, it's definitely trending that way. I'm seeing a lot of the regions kind of spice it up and, and amp it up on social media. They're, they're kind of seeing the benefits to getting on social media, whether it's TikTok and Instagram. Um, so slowly but surely, they're, they're trending that way. Right, right. And And those that do do it, don't always do a really good job of it either. Um, it's hit or miss. They they post maybe just on race weekends. Uh, when they do post, um, uh, it's usually just some pictures and a little bit of text, um, which is great. Obviously, better than nothing. But there's better ways to do the engagement, and that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. So uh, Sam's working on some of his lighting here, so I see him uh, getting that all taken care of. And uh, we will we will move on with the discussion. So, Haley, you, 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 this is not your full time job, right? Obviously, <laughs> I'd say uh, I'd say Brian, it's more of a passion. Honestly, um, I started doing it as a budding driver, just like everybody else out there driving, uh, just wanting to get their name out, uh, the opportunity to partner. Uh, whether it's with a company or with a team or even just somebody that um, you respect in the paddock. And that's how it started. I started doing my own channels and my own media and realized I had a passion for it so much so I wanted to do it for other drivers and other teams. And um, that's kind of what led me to helping out here with uh, the Lone Star region. So for regions that's not doing much right now, how do they, how do they find the right person to do this? Honestly, just identify somebody that's um, doing really well with it and is passionate with it in their region. Somebody that likes to make videos and is active um, in so terms of on their own personal social media. That was weird. Um, yeah, I heard some feedback too, but, um, yeah, so definitely we'll, we'll, you know, find someone, look at people's social media pages, look at their Instagram, look at their Facebook, uh, look at their, I will always call it Twitter. Um, uh, look, look at what they're doing. If you see someone who's kind of killing it, then, then pull them aside and, and say, listen, we need a volunteer and, and we would like you to volunteer. So, um, Sam, there's lots of different things that people can do. Um, and, and one of the things that we're going to ask you to do as we go out through, through the evening here, uh, is to come up with, which I think you already have come up with, cause I pre-warned you that this was going to be what we were going to do. Um, five strategies that we can tell people to get started. Um, we don't have to go through them all at once. Um, but, but you've kind of heard the context now for what we're starting with. And, you know, obviously you have a staff of people that do social media for you and, and they all have a whole bunch of talent. You've been doing it for a long time. So you've seen really good social media practices and really not so good social media practices. You've probably employed not so good social media practices and found that they didn't work and said, I'm not doing that again. So we're going to kind of let you, you've kicked the tires for us using a motorsports term. You've, you've done the test day. And uh, now it's race day, and you, you've put your best car on the racetrack. So we're going to come to you and say, okay, how how do we do this better if we've never done anything before? So let's start with your first tip here. And Haley, at any point, if you have a question for Sam, feel free to jump in and and ask those questions as well. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, speaking of, of kicking the tires, if anybody has 
uh, a good explanation of why uh, my my rear tires on my Civic are about <laughs> 10 psi low every time. Every time I refill them, please, please let me know. That's I just you, went to the Arco, but you, you, know, you live in Southern problem. California, and everyone has bald tires here because allegedly it never <laughs> rains. That's what's going on. Uh, that's true, um, <laughs> but. but uh, I think the first thing, and this has changed, uh, Brian, and, and speaking to how it shifts and changes, I, I think a good question you should ask ask yourself is, what does your ideal audience member look like? Is that person a follower? Is it a subscriber? Someone who comments, uh, who is you know a follower and an advanced version of that? Is that someone is a is a buyer? Is it someone who, who purchases and invests? Is it someone who shows up on race day? Um, and you know, in that sense, I think it's also, uh, and I'll get to this a little bit later, putting you in their shoes of the first time you did something like that. And that looks different for every organization, right? So, you know, I worked at NPR before that. And sure, you think NPR, you think that's a listener. But that's not the case. Those are people that are donors. Those are people who are giving money to get those canvas bags, sure. But it's also they're coming back every month and they're giving money and there's a loyalty because you bought in in some extent. So I think you need to have a hard think. And that might vary per region because you might look at different things for different regions, what that looks like. But I think you need to know what that person is and you need to figure out the way to build. You don't need to think about immediately making them show up on race day. You need to think about the way where you can get them interested, compelling video, and then, you know, or compelling post, and then build the way up. You know, it's great to get them right in the door at the beginning, but in social media, there's a big opportunity in different forms at each platform to get them in the door at the beginning and build kind of that relationship. All right. So, um, we're having a little technical glitch here on my end, but we can still hear Sam. So we're going to keep going and see if the glitch resolves itself. Um, so th that's really important because, Haley, uh, the, the question I always ask myself when the club is doing social media is, are we doing it to share what we're doing with, with our, our already members or are we doing it to try to attract potential new members? And I think you would agree maybe hopefully or or not and if you don't that's fine too that it's both right see all of the above yeah i mean we want to feature a lot of our drivers and a lot of our competitors but at the same time uh, that passion is inspiring other drivers to uh join us or maybe step up maybe they've they've been working on autocross or that they're, they're coming from a different motorsport entity and they're looking at, at going wheel to wheel or maybe they're looking at time trials. So it's about attracting more drivers to have fun with cars and, and uh, have fun in the paddock. And how do you do that? What's your solution for that? What's your strategy for that? Finding those passionate drivers, um, you know, just cruising the paddock and having in interaction and, and conversation with the drivers, catching up with them after they've uh, done a race and asking them, um, you know, how it went, talking about the car, talking about their weekend and uh, featuring some of those stories actively as in on, you know, on Facebook story or Instagram story live. And um, most of the content, especially at a race, is actually featured on our stories as opposed to posts on our pages. So typically the posts that are on our pages are going to be highlight reels um, to entice um, other other members to, to kind of join us or other drivers to join us. And then the story is like a live action feed of following along and um, following along the race weekend, if you will. Sam, what, what are your thoughts for how often we should be doing this? I know obviously or a lot of what we do is focused on a race weekend, um, but social media strategies really need to be even when you're not at the racetrack, right? Yeah, you're 100% correct and and I think I think back to when I was, you know, 20, um, you know, that was my first real social media editor job and I was young, you know, not even legal to drink at the time, but a, <laughs> a, a startup travel publication uh which fortunately I I I got involved while I was in international waters, so I could have a beer at that time and I, I'm grateful for it. Um, you know, it, it took a lot of guts to get involved with something like that, uh, an idea, you know, with 
a lot of us buy in without having a salary, but with a passion in mind. Um, and back then it was about, you know, getting them out with a great amount of frequency. And this was really before those fleeting notions of a story, whatever that is, what it looked like, you know, that was even in the infancy of, you know, very early on with Snapchat, this, this kind of fleeting notion of a picture, whatever that looked like. So uh, I think on race day, that's incredible. And I think that kind of leads to, you know, one of my other points, which is what are the limitations of the platform? What are the advantages and disadvantages? What is that platform's goal? So, you know, that is incredibly crucial whenever you have the opportunity right. to kind of create that sense of urgency. On race day, that's easy. Because sure. in a story, something that's expiring, something that's live, you got to be there. There's a time limit. And I think that, you know, that opportunity can be extended outside of the weekend. It can be extended to the point of, you know, uh, Brian, I, I think to your video, which you had originally showed me and correct me, I'm wrong, but you did a tour of racetrack, mm -hmm. which was in the process of being built. New Button Willow, is that right? That was one thing that we did. And then um, we also just did a whole thing from mm -hmm. the Akron Proving Grounds at Goodyear on a new class for the SCCA. And that's another one I possibly showed you as well. Yes. So I think a prime example is that something where, you know, and I know there was a lot of engagement on Button Willow, and I believe that was during the pandemic, where you have multiple opportunities to take advantage of what the limitations and like the, the ceilings are of the platform. Where people are riding along with you, I think there's a point in Button Willow where like your video cut out for a little bit, and people like to see that because that's an inherently human. <laughs> that's like they're in the room. Well, and, and I, I and the funny part about that is that was the new racetrack that we're building at Button Willow, and I I misread the track map because the track hadn't even started yet, and I did mm. it in the wrong direction, so <laughs> the whole track tour is backwards. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. and, and some racetracks can go in either direction. This one is one that can't. And, yeah. uh, I posted the thing, got all these hits on it. And then the mm. boss at Cal club sent me a note. He goes, you do realize that the whole thing's backwards. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, I'll put a little note out. <laughs> well, 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 and someone who's not even involved in racing, I immediately think about what the relatability is someone who doesn't race. And I think about like Mario Kart Double Dash and it's mirror mode <laughs> where you're running tracks backwards. Right. And there's certain kinks to it, which is different. That's a way to loop people in. So it, that type of thing of creating that race day urgency of a story, of a live, whatever that is, simulating that. Right. And putting people in your shoes, I think that's that's key. And then also limitations and ceilings and floors. Instagram, Facebook, they're gonna alert people when there's a live going on. I know that was, you know, certainly the case a bit ago, but they're prioritizing that because that's a way to sense urgency in their platform, right? Pull them into their platform and it's it's advantageous for you. Right. For sure. Haley Taylor Hyatt says that she thinks regions fall into a routine of only sharing the details, like, you know, when the track session is coming up or, you know, when's the next race and, and that kind of that, that nuts and bolts stuff. And, and being engaging is really what is most uh, helpful, most useful. But that takes some time and effort, right? It does. And. You know, that's a good point. Um, it, it is important to post the facts, to post the details, whether it's uh, the location, the track, um, or even the schedule, the SUPs. I mean, that's all great information, especially for the drivers or people that want to attend the race and learn what time the race is starting. Um, but I think it's more than just an informational dump, right? I mean, we don't go to social media for an information dump. We go to learn, we go to... Um, engage and interact. And, and I think that's another important part of social media, not just a, an informational dump or overload. So it's careful, you've got to be careful about balancing that and um, making things exciting, whether it's using comedy or humor, tasteful comedy or humor. Oh, come uh, on. I know Sam mentioned, you know, the Mario Kart. <laughs> I know Sam mentioned the Mario Kart aspect. So there's a lot of things that you can do there. Uh, whether it's a, a green car and a red car and it's Mario and it's Yoshi. I mean, you can right. be cute with social media sure. and, and people relate. 
What, Haley, what's been some of your most successful posts? I would say, honestly, the focus on the drivers, um, you know, enticing, showcasing the drivers, showcasing the cars. Our stories are probably the most engaging and interacting. That's where we got the most hits, especially in our race days uh, or our race weekends. But everybody loves our reels that I'm looking here and I'm looking at the video content. It looks like videos and reels um, are the most popular in terms of uh, views and hits and feedback. So videos of cars on the track, videos in the paddock when they're getting the cars ready to go out. Um, and then obviously the drivers, the you know, you see a lot of behind the scenes, if you will, in the paddock or in the garages of how the drivers prep. And it might be a driver that's uh, curious about a helmet or um, their race suit or what, what kind of safety gear they're wearing or what kind of safety gear is going on in the actual race car. Maybe they're doing a build. Maybe they're doing a Spec Miata build or a GT3 build. And they're just curious about what their car looks like and what uh, what is current in terms of safety and equipment. So lots of reels, lots of video content, uh, the occasional picture, but heavy on the video. Right, right. All right, Sam, what's your second tip for us that we should be focusing on? I believe technically this is the third. Okay. But I have spares. Okay, great. <laughs> always got to have a spare. Uh, <laughs> like the Boy Scout, always prepared. Of course. You know, I don't even think I made it to tenderfoot, but, but you know, uh, credit where credit's due. Um, so I think, you know, we talk about, you know, those lives and those things of pushing kind of the urgency, but I think also incredibly crucial. And this takes effort. This takes a minute. Um, but I really think that it's something that is sustainable, um, is built, making things habitual. Um, so, you know, I used to be the newsletter editor for, for LAS KPCC, uh, Los Angeles, you know, it's, it's their, their biggest NPR affiliate and doing that, you know, we would have the newsletter, which always sent out at 5 PM and, you know, every day it was read by 28,000 people and they were expecting it every single day. It's sitting there for them and whether they had the opportunity to read at 6:30 or 5:15 or five on the clock. You know, that was kind of a recreation of when there are multiple editions of the newspaper every day, you know, there'd be an evening edition or whatever, you would set your watch to it. And, you know, I think to the modern digital version, like when I was, uh, you know, uh, a bigger football fan, I think about, you know, the ESPN daily blogs of every single day reading the practice report. And I think about now with the Pittsburgh Penguins, as I mentioned earlier, DK Sportsnet, I think does an amazing job of beyond the athletic, beyond ESPN, every day bullet points updating each time about the practice report is, you know, who's in, who's out, who is, you know, who would usually be there on the optional skate, who isn't there. I think about Eric Carlson when they're in Vegas and they're like, he's out, he's, he's, he's out, he, he thinks he's, it seems like he's ill and it's like, he's in Vegas. I don't know. Is he sick or what's going on? So, you know, that idea of you always being in the room, that consistency, I, I love that. And I think the fans really appreciate that. So, uh, you know, figuring out that space where it is, whether you're giving regular updates on your region, and that can be small stuff. You know, and that can just be small things which you think about, which you're like, oh, well, this isn't significant, but it's still, you know, this is ex expectation of notes of little things, side hallway equivalent conversations. Um, and that can also be, you know, what the athletic does very well. It's like 10, you know, 10 points, 10 ideas, whatever it is from the Penguins game. Um, and then also relate to hockey, Elliot Friedman up in Canada, he does 32 thoughts one thought every time on each team. So, huh. and that goes out at the same time every week. So setting that expectation, I think is, is huge. Um, and sustainable, sustainable is right. so crucial. So Sam, yeah, I got to agree oh, go with you, there, Sam. I mean, people are creature habits, right? I mean, you get used to like seeing that newsletter or seeing that post or, Oh, I, I remember last year that the race, there was live commentary and they get used to that and they get tuned in and they get ready to, to watch the race of the commentary. It's the same with social media too. If they know a story is going to be active during race weekend, 
they're going to clue in. They're going to, they're going to jump on board with that. So yeah, I agree. Yeah, no, no, definitely. I, I think that's, that's massive. Yeah. You know, I always say that imitation is the best form of flattery. If, if you see someone out there doing it and it, it seems like it's engaging, just copy it, right? Definitely. I mean, <laughs> I, I've talked to so many people in, in media in general. We talk about uh, Matt Shear, uh, the reporter out of Boston. And, uh, you know, he's a radio reporter, but he does just the most engaging local reporting on social media I've seen. And he won a Murrow recently. And once again, power to him. Like, and I, my start was at the Boston Globe as a sports writer for Boston.com. And I, you know, there's a, there's a sweet spot in my heart, but like he would do so many communities where he would show up and he's an agreeable guy, but in a very unique way where he'd be talking to people in Brockton, you know, and Braintree and Canton, like all these spots all across mass. And, you know, even if it's small relatability of there's five Duncans in this town or whatever it is, like, it was just incredible. And like, the guy should be hired as a VP somewhere, to be honest, like he is incredible at what he does, but emulating that because like i think about los angeles there's so many neighborhoods that really can be highly it's endless content and he approaches things with kind of this learner's curious you know learner's mind curiosity so grab that. that's fine make it your own 100 but learn uh 404 la times does this incredible series i mean their entire thing it is people talk about like news you can use right but like it's something that people will always try to replicate. It's a right. simple thing of like, you can park in loading zones after X hour. It's like, <laughs> I will always remember. So steal stuff. Right. Uh, famous writers say that. Ernest Hemingway said that. Yes. Like, do it, please. Hey, Haley, you know, one idea. I like to add a caveat there, Sam. Like, like I, I'm just going to add a caveat there. I mean, while, while emulating and copying, of course, is the biggest form of flashery, um, I would say with regions, with us, with SCCA, just be careful. Make sure that it's kosher in the sense that it's tasteful and, and respectful. I mean, if you jump on TikTok and you see what's trending, don't necessarily emulate something that's inappropriate or maybe something that's not even relatable to racing, you know. So just be tasteful and be careful. Obviously, don't post any songs that are full of language or things like that. We want to be respectful and tasteful because we've got drivers of all ages. So it's important to uh, know our audience. That is true. And yeah, oh, oh, always bear in mind what the lens you're viewing things are through. Like in my case, you know, we're the digital arm of KNX News and it's like, would we cuss on air? <laughs> no, obviously. So at the end of the day, it's like, what is the goal of your organization? And then keep that in mind. So yeah, Haley, I 100% I agree with you. And that's your own spin on it. Spin and filter and mindset. Never, never forget about what your end goal is and what your filter is and what your goal is. Um, so yeah, I 100% agree with you on that. You know, Sam, we do something at KNX that I, I, I'm sure that us employees think is really hokey, but I know that the people at home love this stuff, um, and, and, I, and I think it started with one of our anchors doing kind of like a day in the life, and you asked us to, you know, take our cell phones and videotape us getting up in the morning and brushing our teeth and get ready to go to work and grab our cup of coffee for the morning show. Um, Haley, th that would be a great thing to ask one of your drivers to do you know, pick one driver a weekend and say, hey, just take little 15, 20 second videos various times through the weekend, send them to me on Sunday, and then have someone on your team, if you have one, or, or, or you know, your teenager, if you have one of those, because all the teenagers know how to edit video, to put together a couple of minute, minute pieces that you could run like leading into your next race weekend, right? That's a great idea. Actually, yes. And I think I I think I know a few drivers that might be down for that. Although some regions might find it a, potentially a struggle. I mean, I didn't know if you know this, but a lot of drivers are actually introverts, myself included. I'm a massive introvert. That makes Sam, it more fun. <laughs> uh, 
I so yeah, I I can be incredibly introverted when I'm comfortable with people and I'm in the room. I mean, Brian will speak to this. It <laughs> took me a minute, uh, you know, and then now every morning Brian and I talk and then I walk down the room and talk with everybody. <laughs> but it, it takes a comfortability, which seems counterintuitive to the fact that I, you know, at NPR, you know, hundreds of thousands of people would hear me on air. But yeah, one of one of our on air folks, when I asked about this behind the mic series, he said. Oh, I'm really an introvert. I'm like, that is hilarious because yep. every yeah. day you're on air. So it's ironic. Us introverts are extroverted for a very short amount of time. But anyway, I, I digress. I mean, I, I might be able to find a few drivers that might be better to step out of their comfort zone and definitely ask them. That's a great idea. And and Haley, you know, it, we, it, I always think first to go after the young drivers, you know, because they're in that TikTok generation. But you know, I think some of the best, most engaging stuff would be if you get like an old fart like me and get me to do it, because I think that could be just, you know, and, and like do it tongue in cheek. And that could be just horribly, horribly in the best way engaging, wouldn't it be? Brian, there's no age limit on a dream. <laughs> like, taste those dreams, you know, it doesn't matter how old you are. And, and I think that's a great... Um, that's a great caveat there. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. We could definitely do do a video on you, Brent. I believe that Haley Myers is just putting in her application for the lead cheer squad member for Inside the SCCA. Um, uh, with these these positive, uh, it's like deep thoughts with, with you know, we're, we're getting into the fun stuff here. All right. Sam, uh, let's see. I guess we'd be at number four, tip number four now. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, one of my one of my favorite books, you know, as a I'm a I'm a creative writer. Um, I write scripts. I love that. I, I perform as well. And uh, but I think this is kind of universal. This is a universal book folks can read. Uh, Stephen King's on writing. Um, I think is just stellar. It's great in terms of work ethic, and I think it's great with a lot of these things, which ultimately boil down to relating to people um and he was talking about in the chapter i was just listening back to like again um is about knowing your toolbox and you know that can be you can view it both as an individual in his case is talking about writing a book or writing a short story but you can view your toolbox as yourself your own toolbox as a social media manager but also like the toolbox of your region like no what that individual interesting thing is for each person asking them and seeing what that is and seeing how that's to highlight. And the way he talks about it is like in many toolboxes that our dads or grandfathers had or something like that. I It reminded me I need to upgrade it, but like, he talks about like you need four tiers. He talks about vocabulary as the top one, but like a, a good solid build and figuring out what that is. Maybe view your organization as a large toolbox with different tiers and just like, you know, it, it, talking about that like day in the life series, maybe one person isn't comfortable with it. Right. Don't, you know, don't try and to a term that I have created, don't try and juice an onion. Like you're fine. <laughs> Figure out what that person likes. And um, I think that that's incredibly useful. And then, you know, in a very practical sense, you know, look for social media tools. We were, Brian, I talked to you about a social media platform you know, maybe the Cadillac or whatever, that's a bad example for yeah. everyone's sake here, <laughs> but like it, it can be a social news desk. It's a great platform. It's expensive, but on maybe something more, you know, less expensive social pilot right. has a lot of the stuff you're looking for. It's less expensive. And I remember when I was working at a startup, our social media team said, when I brought on one of these platforms, our marketing head said, my social media scheduling went from 20 hours a week to Four. Like it is invaluable those right. hours you have saved. So kind of know that and and just just know how to maximize because you can just even if something might not necessarily play on one platform, you might think like just you know if you're able to cross post, it's another swing at the bat. Like right. you don't turn down an at bat at any chance. Right. So. 
the, the, the platforms that Sam's referring to allow you to schedule posts on multiple, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all at the same time. And, and it, it's one post that then can get pushed out easily. By the way, Sam's back on screen. So uh, just in case so you don't, you know, decide not to like, you know, pick your nose or something because now that you're back on camera. and But that would be funny. So if you'd like to, go ahead and do it. Um, um, but yeah, so there's different tools that you can use. A couple of things from the chat. And Haley, if you don't have a list that you can that you can jump out with us right now, we can put them in the in the notes later. Uh, but Taylor asks, yeah. are there some pages you follow uh, where the um, uh, where a social media newbie can get some inspiration? So um, if you have a couple off the top of your head, be, you know, absolutely share them right now. And if not, we can add them into the uh, into the uh, the show notes after we're done here. Any, any of those that pop into your head right now, folks, who you think people should follow to kind of get an idea how to do it right? Oh, you know, I mean, we've got, you know, SCCA, right. uh, that are pretty good at uh, our marketing and, and our uh, our social media. So definitely uh, follow our SCCA uh, uh, groups, whether it's on YouTube or uh, or on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, but honestly, a lot of our a lot of our sponsors, I mean, who's your Hoosier has some fantastic content, you know, just get clued in and some of the sponsors and who we're associated with. If you have TikTok, um, that can be a time sucker. And what <laughs> I mean by that is once you start getting into TikTok and start watching those videos and you're scrolling, the algorithm learns um, what you like to watch, what you like to view in your TikTok um, algorithm. And it starts kicking out content that uh, that you're spending time on. So. Uh, maybe your inspiration comes from that and you're on TikTok and you're just mindlessly scrolling at nighttime trying to go to sleep. Right. And, and another thing, you know, uh, Mazda just started a brand new class with us, Spec MX-5, and they have been in way heavy with social media this year, doing a really nice job. Another way to, to do it also is to retweet, resend out some stuff from our partners. They're already doing the work for us. Um, take advantage of those opportunities to send that stuff out as your own content, you know, not repurpose it, but just do a share. And that's more stuff that's going out on your page um, that is really helpful so uh two other things from the chat uh and and cheryl babb is makes a great point we're very acronym heavy in the scca we've got an acronym yeah. for everything and uh m many of them make absolutely no sense whatsoever even if you know the club so i would uh as as cheryl says i would avoid the acronyms if at all possible because people at home might not have any idea what the CRB is or or whatever the case is. Heck, I barely even know what the CRB is. Um, and then the other thing was be careful with inside jokes because your friends might know it, but, uh, but you know, no one else is going to know the inside joke. So um, unless you want to fill us all in on the inside joke, that, that could be fun, could yeah. also be very dangerous. So um, a couple of cool and good like tips there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I will I will say on inspiration, I mentioned er earlier, Matt Shearer, and he's WBZ in Boston. Mm -hmm. I think he does incredible work. Very unique. Um, 404 LA Times, but also uh, Jack Corbett at Planet Money at right. NPR. And I don't I don't need to follow necessarily <laughs> financial publications, but it's like lo-fi, funny and explainers. He's just like, right. you can get a tax return software for free through the federal government. It's right. like practical yeah so. we're, we're journalists we don't have money to invest but you know so that's that's good to good stuff to have yeah. um I, a couple of other folks to watch i call them the austins um austin varco here from socal he's got great content he is a driver who has autism and uh, he engages with the autism community through his motorsports is fantastic uh and then there's austin bradshaw from up in portland area uh he is a, a young man who's doing it all on his own and raising his own money to go racing and his social media is very good and there's a whole bunch of others and i will also try to uh put my brain together and when we're done and put some of those in the show notes but uh yeah some definitely some good stuff here so all right sam i think we're at number five i should have my drum roll music here or something no yeah we <laughs> we have hit there uh so number five and this is more broad, and I'm glad this is how it's kind of flowed because I pick and pick and chose how the Good. how everything works. Uh, but I would say it's just engage, relate, learn. You know, put them in the room, 
think about your introduction to the sport, to the organization, think about your hooks. I always talk about when I'm editing headlines, what's the hook, like how, you know, look at, you know, and maybe this isn't necessarily the case, you know, this is different in, in our market news where we're having direct competition for other outlets and, you know, they might phrase it, you know, the same way, you know, LA zoo welcomes new, you know, quagga. Quagga is an extinct version that looks like a zebra and a horse. <laughs> anyway, that's what comes to mind. But it's like, you know, what is that version, you know, of that's interesting, like LA zookeeper, you know, colon, this is the best thing that's ever happened on new quagga or whatever it is. And I think that that's a thing that's incredibly unique. You know, people, if it, they're just seeing like, you know, whatever it is, you know, SCCA welcomes, if it takes too long to get to the hook, get to the hook sooner. And yeah, do that relatability, that engagement of thinking about where you were at when you were first hooked in. And I'm sure you remember it. And it might not be precisely the same as someone else who might be in those shoes, but it might be close. And even if it isn't, I think people in your, your ongoing audience that is a chance to relate. So I think there's a lot of value in that. So engage, you know, relate, learn, and, you know, on the engaging front, give people the opportunity to interact. You know, it's not always just about ourselves. There are compelling things that are coming from just recaps. But, you know, one of the things I've been very proud of, Brian, at our work has been, you know, originally there wasn't a lot of people just engaging. People right. were taking it in but now they're interacting. They're asking questions. We're responding to them. And, you know, that can motivate where we're going with our next TikTok series, with our next article, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and that's valuable on on your end as well. You know, it's inspiration and it and it's answering what people want. I, I, I agree, Sam. I, I particularly like the parts at work, Sam, when they talk about how great the uh, midday editor is putting a show together for their uh, for the listeners. Um I'm, I'm the midday editor, folks. That's our number one consistent Ex comment. Exactly. For sure. Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, another idea, um, Haley, that, that we could do on race weekends is, you know, pick a question of the weekend and go around and ask the drivers and the teams. Like uh, one weekend it can be, tell us about your first SCCA race, you know, or tell us about your first driver school or how did you find us, you know, and get people to give 15, 20 second answers. And, and there, there's no editing involved. There are quick pushes yeah. to social media. And um, I, I'm always looking for Sam and Haley. What can I do that's really easy that because yeah. I don't have time, Haley, you, right. you don't have time. Uh, our drivers no. don't have a ton of time, you know. And so what is my quickest, easiest bang for my buck? And those are really simple. You could do it with a phone. You don't have to have anything special to do it. Um, and so if you picked one question a weekend and asked 20 drivers or 20 members or 20 crew members, now you've got 20 posts for the next to get you from one race weekend to the next race weekend. You put out one to the day, one every day. Um, and Or if you get more, you get more. Um, it's that kind of stuff that can really be helpful, right, Haley? Yeah, definitely agree. And another thing too, stories sell. Yes. Everybody loves stories in terms of like storytelling. So if there's a new driver in the paddock, maybe it's her or his first time ever going wheel to wheel racing and a spec miata, do a feature, tell that story um, and tell it from their perspective you know, whether it's the struggles. Um, I mean, not everything in racing is all rosy, right? I mean, our cars break, things happen on track uh, and off track. So talk about some of those things, whether it's mental health or whether it's, we blew a tire, now we've, we we're out, we don't have another tire. And then all of a sudden another team goes, you can have this tire and they get to go back out and race. I mean, that's, that's what it's all about is storytelling. So definitely agree. And Going back to what we were talking about earlier in terms of accounts and people to follow, Rodney Sandstorm. Okay. If you guys know uh, Wayne Taylor Racing uh -huh. and, and you know the, the Taylor brothers, Jordan Taylor uh, yep. has got this spinoff account called Rodney Sandstorm and he posts some hilarious <laughs> stuff. Uh, and some of it's engaging, some of it's funny, some of it's obviously right. um, fun of certain things, but 
I really like him as a driver. He's personable. And then the content that he pushes out is is good fun as well. So maybe tap into that to that aspect, whether it's Formula One or whether it's a series that you're passionate about watching on the weekends and uh, following your favorite drivers. He can definitely get inspiration there as well. So, Haley, you just put me on the white flag lap in the lead with, with 25 car lengths to the car behind me. You set me up for this one, and I thank you. Um, storytelling. Start a podcast. You know, maybe one for your region. If you're a driver, start your own podcast to tell stories. You know, the I, I mentioned earlier, and, and not to necessarily toot my, the, the horn, but I will for a second, the podcast episode that won the best podcast of 2023 was me interviewing Danny Stain, who is not only a two-time national champion, he's a Playboy photographer. And there's no better way to get engagement than to put Playboy photographer on your thumbnail on YouTube. Um but but and he's a great storyteller. You know, he's one of those people you ask a question and then you can go pour yourself a bourbon. You can put the hot wings in the oven. You can do all this kind of stuff and then come back 10 minutes later. And Danny's still telling his story. Um, and, and all of the podcasts that I've done and we've done 145 episodes or whatever. I think this is 147. Um, all of the podcasts I've done, the ones that have the most views and the most listens are the ones with the best stories. Dorsey Schrader was was one of my my highest uh, podcast listens. Um, and it doesn't have to be a big name like Dorsey. You, you just have to have you just have to have a story. Uh, we did a um, um, we did a podcast with um, uh, 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 Dave Pinteric about how to survive the big one. He had an epic crash many, many years ago. And we talked about the crash and, and coming back from it. And if he, was, if he changed the way he did his safety in his car after this crash, what were the lessons he learned? It was a whole episode of storytelling. And um, that is exactly what is what is the most important thing, in my opinion, on, on social media. And if you can tell the story in 15 seconds or 20 seconds, even better, right, Sam? 100%. Yeah, no, I, I, I absolutely agree. And I think that that's just something that you know, it's a break out of necessarily like what the day to day is. And that's something that's so compelling. And that's such a break from the norm. Like we do talk about the routine, but those sort of breakthrough stories in a compact manner. And those can be, you know, those don't need to necessarily be fully self-contained, but a lot of stories like that, they do have the sound bite and they have something which will draw people in and will draw people in that maybe aren't particularly in on on racing right and you know there's a lot of of moments you know being a you know a former sports writer but a you know a, a sports writer as recently as the past year um always a sports writer please right. of course um but like you know uh i think about i believe it's called like kabaddi which is uh and someone correct me if i'm wrong but you know it's the sport which played a lot in india and it's basically like it looks like a rugby, you know, scrum right. sort of, and it's tackling. And the U.S. had never participated in it, and they got a bunch of athletes involved. I didn't know what this sport was at all, but they had a clip, like, about this former college athlete who got involved, played football, whatever it is. And I don't know what this is. I It looks really compelling. Pull me in. Right. And uh, to the point of, like, what is the, you know, the most successful thing at our own job? Compelling video defeats all right. like you know that is the thing it, it's just like the best things that we've seen like routine is great and expectation is great but it's you know the lottery winner in downtown la it's you know i, I think about moments like that and they pull people in right and um you know speaking to that point of you run out of you know tires and a, you know uh, the other team brings that if you capture that on video right that's not just a racing moment it is a moment of like shared humanity and right. that's something that's so incredible so haley greg 5g Ginsburg asks the question how do you get your partners and sponsors to amplify your message i have a thought on that let's hear what go your thought it. is go for it brian well, my thought is make sure that the message you're asking your partners and sponsors to amplify 
amplifies their message as well because they're looking for return on investment with what you're providing them. So if you provide them with infer, you know with, with a, a, a social media post that's about your deal, but you can amplify, you can feature them in that post, that's the easiest way to get them to amplify because they were like, hell yeah, I'm going to do that. Um, any thoughts on, on your end as well? I couldn't agree more. Um, I would say get to know the brand's culture. Um, what are they passionate about? What's their slogan or their tagline? Fun with cars. I mean, that's our content. That's what our content and our branding should be all about is having fun and sharing that fun with cars. Yep. So get to know the brand, get to know the company and what their taglines or slogans are. If they are focused on um, a certain campaign, uh, whether you know it's attire or... Uh, something in particular, I would get on board with that. If you see them heavily pushing a certain product and you are utilizing that product and you want to talk about um, that product, definitely do something like that. You know, not just in your stories, but make a reel, make a video about it. Tell your story and uh, and how you're use, using and utilizing that product and how it's helped you win races, helped you win or you know, uh, fix a car or whatever it may be. Right. Get on board with uh, with what their media and their marketing is doing and, and storytell. And if there are other people at the track who also use their product, you know, let's say you're, Mazda's easy because there's 75 million Mazdas that race with us. But if you've got a Mazda sponsorship, find other Mazda drivers to talk to on your social media. You know, get yeah. other people involved. Shine the spotlight. I'm always big on shining the spotlight on other people, you know, and and it there's there's no bad that can come out of that. You know, I, I, I do I do a podcast with another series, Inside Champ Car. And they talk about what we do, you know, and, and ask me what we're talking about. And I and, and it's this, there's a lot of love in this motorsports community that we have. And anytime you can shine the spotlight, I think it's really, really huge to do that. So um, uh, that I think that's a really kind of a big deal. And, and the other thing is giveaways. Yeah. <laughs> Get swag. Give it away. Give out merch. There's no Let's better way to. What's Ryan, that? Make them work for it. Like run contests and yes. make them work for it. <laughs> yes, no question. No question. On on the Super Tour um, broadcasts that Greg and I do, we have all of our chat. The people in our chat are so smart and so engaged and sometimes are embedded with the teams. I now refer to the people in our chat as my associate producers, and they're always feeding me info. And now uh, Brian Straczynski, who's in our chat tonight, uh, was our first associate producer to win some swag this year from Sebring. And I, I've decided that every race weekend I'm going to pick at least one, maybe two of our associate producers and name them the associate producer of the weekend, and I'm going to send them something for it. Um and it keeps people engaged, and it, it's a thank you for people being part of this little world that we're in. And, uh, yeah, swag is a great giveaway, right? I mean, radio station, Sam, I mean, th that's the best thing. Swag's awesome. I wish we had more at <laughs> I really do. I yeah. do. Yeah. Same. A shameful plug here for uh, for Hoosier to get on board and send <laughs> us some swag to award. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Now, you said you had some bonus tips. We've got five minutes left, Sam. My goal on podcasts, as, as I think I've shared with you, is people tune out after an hour. So once we get to the hour, I start I start tapping my fingers on the desk. Do you have one more tip for us? Yeah, I think it does. I, I would say it's a little corollary uh, to that, to kind of relate to that question, is set those expectations like, you know, within the podcast, within the broadcast, whatever that looks like. And I think about, you know, my favorite podcast, which is a comedic podcast, uh, What a Time to Be Alive. And, you know, they talk about at one point, they're, 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 they're candid about it, like what the tune out, tune out point is. Right. And it would be at the end of the podcast when they're doing plugs for like what comedy shows <laughs> they were doing. So they started doing it earlier. Right. Um, so like, you know, whatever it is, like, you know, the X of the week, like you see whenever you do a certain point in time, like something that is consistent. OK, like what is that right. and where can you place it within a podcast to, you know, when there's that down tilt in the day? And yeah, Brian, we could relate to that in radio. Yeah. You know, we look at that and place it. Where is the dip in the day and how can we make that different? In my case, you know, we have a, a news app that we you know, we can push alert and it's on your phone. 
we saw that dip in the day. You know what we started doing? We did a push alert at that dip in the day, this interview, and then we didn't see it anymore. When there isn't a dip, it just, it builds and it plateaus. Sorry about that. That's okay. Uh, but yeah. You know, another perfect- Sounds got like apparently. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It's, uh, we're, we're I, I wanted to look so stellar. So you know, <laughs> it, it blasted out, the generator cut out. You know, and, and the last thing I want to say as we get to our finish point here, before I, I thank all of you and we do all of that stuff is, um, you don't have to be perfect at this. You know, I'm on episode 147 and I've had technical problems throughout this entire show. <laughs> I've had to walk away from the camera to press buttons. I've had to dip, dip my head back in to ask a question, then go back and fix problems. I'm the only person here. I press all of the buttons. I created the whole show. I don't have a whole control room with the people helping me out here. It's all me. And I embrace the fact that sometimes it goes really south. The train goes off the tracks. And, and only once in 147 episodes have I had to stop. And that was actually with the president of the SCCA, Mike Cobb. <laughs> he comes on every 50 episodes. And on episode 100, my internet failed in the entire house. And you can't do this job without the internet. And and we he came back on a week later. We joked about it. I have fun with it. And um, um, But what my point is that when you're doing social media, it, it, just do it do it. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't always have to be elegant. You don't want to do anything to get yourself in trouble. But if there's if if you stumble on something, joke about it. People love that stuff. People want to know that you're human. People want to know that you're real people. You know, you're, you've got grease under your nails if you're working on your car. It's that kind of stuff that people just really are engaged with. If I was perfect, which I am far from, this would be a more boring podcast. It's 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 just part of the whole deal of the whole thing. So people, I think, hesitate to get started for and fear. Everybody has fear. They hesitate to get started because they don't think they're going to do a good job at it. None of us did a good job at it to start with. You know, maybe Sam did, but but none of us really did it great right off the bat. Um, so don't let the oh, it's not going to be good stop you from starting. I mean, you had to start somewhere, right, Haley? Was your first post awesome? Oh, gosh, I'm sure it was terrible. But I'm going to agree with you there. I mean, when I'm walking around the, the paddock and I'm capturing content, I can't tell you the amount of times I've tripped over tires or something stupid in the parking lot. And of course, I'm laughing at myself and then everybody else laughs and goes, oh, it's just Haley. She's capturing video. Yep. It's just it's a part of what we do. Right. I mean, we're going to make posts and maybe they're mistakes. And it's about just editing the posts, going back. And if it's something that's not not kosher or something that, you know, doesn't align, the great thing about social media is you can take it down, right? right. If something's not agreeable or maybe the comments, or the chat or whatever it may be, has got out of hand, just archive the post. Yep. Take it down. And the most important part is that you're passionate. Whatever it is that you're doing, whether it's driving, racing, competing, being a volunteer, be passionate about whatever it is that you're doing because that passion will fuel everything that goes out online on your on your media and your marketing. So just don't be afraid to be passionate. Do you have one last bit of advice for us, Sam, as we say goodbye? Uh, show your face, you know, yeah. that end of the day, you know, I, I might be. Uh, but yeah, like I, I love being, you know, my, my training in, in broadcast news and all that stuff. You talk about the, the seriousness of, of it all and, you know, not making the story about yourself, but social media, it's, it's entirely different. Yeah. Um, you know, the times when, you know, and working in radio, we might have the most compelling radio report, but being able to marry you know, video and audio is so difficult in our industry because that's not the priority at the end of the day, the broadcast is. But something which is we talk about low effort, we have, you know, and, and shout out to, to Natalie Tavidian, who is a reporter, I, I believe who's in at least ballpark in my age. And she came from TV news. <laughs> She's comfortable with showing her face. Right. And every time people appreciate that. Yep. So show your face. I know it's tough. But do it whenever you can. Yeah, I agree 100%. 
Uh, Sam Benson Smith, KNX News, Director of Digital and, and Social Media Guru. Thank you for taking some time with us. Uh, get get out of there and get on your Uber and head to LAX so you can go to that hockey game. I'm, I'm so excited. Haley Mott. Go Go, go, go Pens. Pens. Go, go Blackhawks. Go Blackhawks. <laughs> ha- ha- Haley Myers, board member for Lone Star Region and marketing and media. You got a fancy, fancy, fancy title. Um, uh, thank you so much for doing what you do to help promote the club. And uh, thank you for taking a few minutes here on a, on a Wednesday evening to share your wisdom with, uh, with the rest of the club. It was a pleasure joining you all. Thanks for having me. All right, that's going to do it for another episode of Inside the SCCA. If you like what you're hearing, subscribe to the Racing Wire Podcast Network so you won't miss any episodes. It would also be great if you leave a comment, especially if it's a good one. If it's a bad one, put it on someone else's page. Follow us on social media to find out who our next guest is and leave a question on Twitter. It's at RacingWireNet. There's a new episode every Wednesday. I'm Brian Belansky. Have yourself a fantastic weekend and go play with cars. I'm Dorsey Schrader, and when I'm on my way to embrace, I'll listen to the SCCA podcast Inside the Short Bus. Inside the SCCA is a presentation of the Racing Wire Podcast Network and Rural 15 Productions. This podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, or sponsored by the Sports Car Club of America. The views expressed within are those of the host and our guests and not that of the SCCA.